0: morning, LFA family. How are we doing today? And uh, happy Monday. It's a it's a happy Monday, I guess. I guess you could be happy unless you're a Jet fan. I'm not very happy, but it's okay. Usually the Jets don't make me very happy. It's all right. Uh, but a good morning to everybody. Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. One more week, what, six days until Christmas. It's awesome. We're having a good time. Uh, we've got a couple of cool stories for you today. I've got, got a bunch of things that I want to get to. And you know how... Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know how... Uh, carried away and long-winded I can get on certain subjects so hopefully we get to everything today if not we'll get to it tomorrow Kevin's still in Arizona on his way back Um, and uh, in in standing in right now standing in I don't know if you saw this on our earlier show we will not comply rumble.com slash loudmajority (laughs) US I have a a guest co-host today and uh, here she is so it is Arlene Dunlop uh, who sent this to me, uh, a wallaby. This is the wallaby right here. See? I sound just like the former president. Isn't that interesting? Well, we're having a naming contest, I think, for the wallaby. M.D. Norton says, uh, MD Norton says it should be Jill, and he wants to name it after Jill Biden. <laughs> and conveniently, what happened was I looked it up, and that's actually what a... Female wallaby is called those or doe, apparently. But uh, M. D. Norton showing us his true Philadelphia colors, uh, a Pennsylvania lib. He wants to harvest the ballots for uh, John Fetterman, who wanted to. Uh, he wants to name the wallaby after Jill Biden. It's interesting. Come on, man. Come on, man. True, it the give pressure. I'm just kidding. I love M. D. Norton. He said that we should name it Jill. Uh, because that's what female wallabies are called. And how do we know this is a female? Well, A, I asked it and it told me. that That's how it identifies. But B, if you take a look, there's a joey. Look, it's joey. Jill, joey, my wife, my sister. That's the baby wallaby right there. So this can't be a male, because males don't carry the joeys. Females carry the joeys. Remember, men don't get pregnant. That's your biology lesson of the day. So we just did biology here on LFA TV with a stuffed animal. This is a joey. Which means this must be a Jill, Joe Biden, Jill Biden. There you go, there you go. All right, we're done with stuffed animals for the day. Hope everybody's doing well. Apparently salty cracker mentioned- yes, salty cracker. Uh, I heard about that. I'm going to talk about that too for a second. And shout out to salty cracker. Um, I know that he mentioned me on the on um, one of his streams, the the hunter, the white-nosed crackhead. And I have to say, this one right here. Do we ever stand up? Just a touch. Me? Yeah. Let's look, look. Let's look at the camera. Because we wrote it together. We were sitting there. Oh, there's you see, the wallaby. We were sitting there, and uh, and we were thinking of new Christmas carols to write Captain Deplorable material for. And, uh, and she just goes, Hunter the White Nose, and I went, crackhead. That's it. Hunter the White Nose, crackhead. And we basically, after that, wrote it in about 10 minutes. Uh, it just flowed naturally. We wrote it all down, and then I was like, all right, great. Now I've got this gem. And I've got to sit on it for a day and a half and how hard it was. And I didn't feel good that one day. The next day, I had no voice. So It was a good thing we recorded. It. Everything happens for a reason. It was very good. So, uh, so shout out to Salty Cracker. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that video on your platform. He has a massive uh, show here on Rumble as well. And I believe he streams on YouTube also. He's got a big Twitter account. So he's everywhere. Shout out to Salty Cracker. Uh, to Dinesh and Debbie D'Souza as well. They seem to be big fans of that content, so that's awesome too. Uh, and to everybody else who shared it, you know, I really appreciate it. It was a it was a fun time, and uh, and it, it did it did rather well. So thank you so much, to everybody who shared it, who's continued to share it, and all the new followers that are jumping on because of it. I love you and I appreciate you. Um, and on to the next, we'll have another one coming up soon. So I know Salty Cracker did it, and uh, and we move on. We move on to the next one. We've got some interesting stories today. If you watched. Uh, if you, watched a, uh, if you watched the, what do you call it, show in the morning, the early show, Kong. Kong Kong. We love you. Uh, $25 rumble rant. We really appreciate that. If you watch the morning show, Loud Majority US, rumble.com slash Loud Majority US. You heard about this uh, strange situation that's going on in Walmart in Georgia. Uh, so we're going to look that up. Uh, we're going to get to that towards the middle of the show. We've got uh, a new story from Twitter, the Twitter Files. And Elon Musk may be stepping down as CEO. He's going to own the company, but may not be operating it as the CEO. Uh, New details about the Paul Pelosi attack. I would imagine that happened only because of the Jingle Bells video that came out earlier last week. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle All The Way. Oh, what fun it is to know. Paul Pelosi might be gay. Is he? We'll find out. And something going on in a main school. But also, we might get to the main school. The New York Times. New York Times... uh, Published a crossword puzzle yesterday, and if you remember all the left-wing outrage over Kanye West, let's see if they are this outraged over what the New York Times did. But let's start with Twitter. We'll go with Twitter first. Also, shout out to Getter, the great platform over there. It was the number one trend on Getter on uh, Saturday the entire day. That video went uh, nuclear over there on Getter, too, so that was pretty cool. Appreciate the uh, the love from the Getter crew out there. Alright, FBI pressured Twitter to find non-existent, evi- nonexistent evidence of foreign influence. And that kind of sounds like something, right? Remember the dossier? The P tape? Remember that? Donald Trump met with hookers in Moscow, and they peed on him. Or he peed on them. Someone peed on somebody. I guess it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. But, Remember the dossier they said they would give Christopher Steele a million dollars? million dollars. They would give him a million dollars to corroborate and verify the dossier. The de- the dossier was all made up. It was all, all of it. Like, all of it was garbage. Every bit of it. Down to, like, well, Michael Cohen was in Prague. Yeah, they, well, there was a person named Michael Cohen in Prague, but it wasn't the Michael Cohen that they were looking for. The whole dossier was salacious and unverified in the words of James Comey. Uh, it wasn't verified in the words of Leslie Stahl. Sir! She was like an opera, s- Sir! She was... She, it's not verified. This is 60... 60- of course it's verified. Then we're not talking about the dossier being verified. Obviously, Hunter's laptop was verified. But the FBI pressured sources, Christopher Steele, to find evidence of foreign influence in the Trump campaign, and then they did it again to find non-existent evidence of foreign influence on Twitter. All the post, will end up here. The questionnaire authors seem displeased with Twitter for implying... In a July 20th DHS Office of the Director of National Intelligence FBI industry briefing that, quote, you indicated you had not observed much recent activity from official propaganda actors on your platform. On Sunday, Matt Taibbi released a supplemental installment of the Twitter files detailing how the FBI pressured Twitter to find, an ev- find evidence of foreign influence on the platform, despite Twitter having said what the FBI was looking for was not extant. Interesting. Taibis detailed how FBI Supervisory Special Agent Elvis Chan was a lead point of contact in the government's pressure campaign on Twitter to censor content. Chan was the FBI agent who indicated in 2020 that the Hunter Biden laptop story reported by the New York Post was a Russian disinformation dump. Remember, leaks and dumps are two different. I thought it was a hack and leak. Now it's a hack and dump. That sounds a lot worse. Let me just say, I've hacked. I've leaked. I've never hacked and dumped at the same time. Horrible thing. uh, Thread. Twitter files supplemental. In July of 2020, San Francisco FBI agent Elvis Chan, he was just recently deposed by the uh, uh, Missouri and Louisiana Attorneys General as well, uh, tells Twitter executive Yoel Roth, Mr. Bad News, to expect written questions from the Foreign Influence Task Force, the interagency group that deals with cyber threats. The questionnaire author seemed displeased with Twitter for implying. In a July 20th, uh, we'd read that, that you indicated you had not observed much recent activity from the official propaganda actors on your platform. One would think that this would be good news, but the agencies seem to feel otherwise. You see, this is the point. When you investigate Donald Trump for, I need to get that pen because I need something to hold. When you investigate, sorry, when you investigate Donald Trump for Russian collusion, because you have this fear think about this. You have this fear that the Russians, Russia, Russia, Russia. You have this fear that the Russians hacked your election. They stole your election. They influenced your election. They changed votes in your election. The Russians, remember that, Russia, Russia, Russia. You had this huge, oh my goodness, is there a Russian puppet installed in the White House? what's going to happen Oh my uh this is, this is we have to investigate everything that we, we've got to make sure now when you find out that there was no Russian interference we all should be happy she 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 will be they will be Excited that there's no Russian collusion. We should all be excited there's no Russian collusion. Think about it for a second. Do we want the Russians to have successfully installed a president in our country? Do we want the Russians to have successfully manipulated and influenced an election? Well, the, the left wanted that. They wanted... Pure, concrete evidence that the Russians installed Donald Trump as president of the United States. They were hoping that Russian collusion happened so they can get rid of Trump. This is the beginning of Trump derangement syndrome. They were willing to sacrifice an entire, an entire election cycle. And the integrity of that election cycle, think about Now listen to what I'm saying. The left was willing to sacrifice an election cycle and the integrity of an entire election cycle, 2016, in order to remove Donald Trump. They wanted Russian collusion to be real. It wasn't real. So what did they do? They sacrificed an entire election cycle, the 2020 election cycle, and the integrity of that election cycle to do what? Remove Donald Trump. So they did it twice, two cycles in a row. The first time they had to they had to fabricate, fan non-existent flames of Russian collusion and go crazy. They wanted the Russians to have been successful. They wanted to find that proof so they could remove Donald Trump. We all should have been happy that it was a free and fair election in 2016. Yet half of the country was pissed off that the guy who won the election won it legitimately. Who's an election denier now? Who's a democracy underminer now? Think about what I'm telling you. Think about what they are showing you. So we find out from Twitter, they tell the FBI, that we're not seeing that much propaganda. The agencies, these intel agencies should be, wow, great. We're keeping them off the platform. Wow, great. We're keeping them From influencing our elections. Nope. Nope. The agencies are upset. Because without pretense to push their their tyranny, their surveillance, their election meddling, they couldn't go another step. So they had to try and find something. Like they found the dossier in 2016. Folks, every time the left goes down one of these roads, it's the exact same playbook. It's the same play. It's just different names. That's all. And sometimes it's the same names. Chan underscored this, Elvis Chan. There was quite a bit of discussion within the USIC to get clarifications from your company, he wrote, referring to the United States intelligence community. The task force demanded to know how Twitter came to its unpopular conclusion. Oddly, it included a bibliography of public sources, including a Wall Street Journal article attesting to the prevalence of foreign threats. As if to show Twitter, they got it wrong. So Twitter says, no, it looks good. The FBI and all these intel agencies go, are you sure about that? Because we have all this that says it doesn't look good. So you're pressuring Twitter to audit themselves, essentially, to find or find out if there's influence, foreign influence campaigns happening. Twitter comes back, says no. The FBI goes, well, why don't you rethink that? Roth, receiving the questions, circulated them with other company executives and complained that he was frankly perplexed by the requests here, which seemed more like something we get from a congressional committee than the Bureau. He, addressed, he added that he was not comfortable with the Bureau and, by extension, the intelligence community, demanding written answers. The idea of the FBI acting as a conduit for the intelligence community is interesting, given that many agencies are barred from domestic operations. He then sent another note internally saying the premise of the questions was flawed because we have been clear that official state propaganda is definitely a thing on Twitter. Note the italics for emphasis. Roth suggested they get on the phone with Elvis ASAP, Elvis Chan, thank you very much, and try to strengthen this out. To disabuse the agencies of any notion that state propaganda is not a thing on Twitter. This exchange is odd among things because uh, some of the bibliography materials cited by the FTIF, Foreign Intelligence Task Force, are sourced to the intelligence officials who in turn cited the public sources. So they cited public sources that were citing themselves. Oh, it's almost like they did the same thing with the dossier. Where Michael Isikoff meets with Christopher Steele. Listen to me. Listen. Michael Isakoff, Yahoo News, meets with Steele, meets with Glenn Simpson, you know, the Fusion GPS guys. They anonymously tell him the information that's in the dossier. He then writes a story about the dossier, saying anonymous sources have said A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. The FBI cites Michael Isakoff's reporting from Yahoo News about the dossier. OK, he, he, they, they cite Isakoff saying, look, he's corroborating it from an anonymous source. The anonymous source was the author of the dossier. They did the same thing here. The, the Intel officials were citing public reports that cited the Intel officials. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Seriously, that's what they've Folks, they do this all the time. That's the point of putting Intel people in the media so they can know when to activate these plays. They do this all the time. this circular reporting and, and, and confirmation bias essentially. L- let me put it clearly. if I was citing <laughs> if I was citing a report, from the Epic Times about the 2020 election. And I said, I, I, now, before I cited that report, I came out and I said, the 2020 election was stolen, right? If I said that. And then I interviewed with the Epic Times and they took my quotes and put it in the article about the 2020 election being stolen. It, it would be like me trying to build my case saying, well, this article in the Epic Times says it, I said it to them. <laughs> you can't do that. Picture yourself on trial. Quick trial. President G, quick trial. No drug problem, quick trial. Picture yourself on trial. This is how unfair it would be. You're on trial for stealing someone's car. Right? Grand Theft Auto. The person who says you stole their car gave that quote to a local newspaper. And then they cite the local newspaper saying, see, the local newspaper agrees this person stole my car. But the quote came from the person who's accusing you. This is ridiculous. They do this all the time. The FBI responded to Friday's report saying it regularly engages, what? With private sector entities to provide information specific to identified foreign malign influence actors, subversive, undeclared, covert, or criminal activities. So here's the FBI pressuring Twitter to admit to foreign influence, to give the FBI a greater pretense and greater flexibility and, and, and leeway and power to act to stop the foreign influence, even though there's no foreign influence or not foreign influence that would amount to impacting anything, especially not the Hunter Biden laptop. And when they cited public reports from the Wall Street Journal, they were citing themselves. Well, the Wall Street Journal says yes, but it says that Elvis Chan said it in the article. So how is Elvis Chan citing Elvis Chan as saying Elvis Chan isn't lying? What are we doing here? They do this all the time. So that's new out of the Twitter files. That's interesting, right? You guys know that was going on? You figured that one? That's that's just, that's just something else, isn't it? All right, that was a a Twitter file supplemental, so it wasn't as big, it wasn't as long as some of the other reports. I apologize if I sound a little congested. I'm at the back end of this cold. We're getting done with it. Almost there. The China virus, I don't think so. The Wu flu, I don't think so. All right, so uh, let's move on to another story. Let's go to Walmart. Did you guys hear about, did everybody in this chat Anybody in the in the chat over here? rumble.com slash LFA TV, Cool Kids Table. You all hear about what happened in the Georgia Walmart yet? I'm looking at the chat here. You hear what happened? Let's see what Marjorie Taylor Greene reported at the uh, the Georgia Walmart. I would uh, I would like to share this with you because this is. Some of the most alarming material. Some of the most one of a very alarming situation that has has taken place uh, here in a Walmart in Georgia. Now, I would like to to share a little something about New York. In New York, it is illegal to have. Now, this is New York, but it is illegal to have a a store that sells adult toys. You know what I'm talking about. Within 500 feet of a school, it's illegal can't do it you don't want the kids to be exposed to that you don't want them to you don't want that you don't want those two to mix right so then why then would we see it happening in Walmart now it's happening in a Walmart in Georgia Georgia I'm not sure if if they have the same laws but in a Walmart in Georgia we saw this take a look at what Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted you may be looking at that saying what is that well let's do a little zooming in you can see what that is I don't have to read it to you it's right there you know what those are I don't have to tell you. It's right there. But what are these, ladies and gentlemen? What? Toothbrushes for kids. Yeah, Monsters, Inc., you know. That's the Little Mermaid, I think, right? Ariel. Under the sea. Yeah. But it's interesting because there's like this massager right next to the baby shark toothbrush. What is going on here? There's there's silicones and all sorts of kind of nasty stuff next to the toothpaste in a Walmart. Here you go. Right on display next to, right on display next to children's toothbrushes was the tush kush. That's good, right? Yeah. So what the hell is going on in Walmart in Georgia? And Why? why is it happening and why are the left defending this because they're groomers folks they want to sexually groom your kids period full stop that was found in a walmart where i would I, as i said earlier it is harder to buy a pair of headphones in that walmart than it looks like it is to buy a vibrator it's on the shelf you could pick it up and go the headphones, at least you got to get somebody to unlock the door. I had to buy a Bluetooth speaker once. Remember we went to Bluetooth? We got to, I had to buy this Bluetooth speaker once in Walmart. Oh, it was the whole process. It was, a, you know, they had to unlock the door. Then they had to take the, the magnetic strip off. Then they had to... This, you just get it, you go. But it's next to children's toothbrushes. So my thing was, why are we putting this near... First of all, why is it in Walmart? Because people of all ages go to Walmart. Right, So you wouldn't want children, if you weren't trying to groom kids sexually, you obviously wouldn't want them with easy access to some of these materials, right? If you weren't trying to groom them, you certainly wouldn't put it next to the children's toothbrush, right? So now what happens when there's a 10-year-old walking around the Walmart with their parents going, Mom, Dad, those are toothbrushes. Are those toothbrushes? No, sir. Those are not toothbrushes. We don't want to talk about those. Mom, dad, that's toothpaste. Is that toothpaste? No. No. That is not toothpaste. You know how awkward that's got to be? So this is either being done intentionally, which I believe it is. Being done intentionally. Remember all the people. Oh, it's not always intentional. Just calm down about Disney. Yeah, calm down. Okay, yeah, I'm going to try to calm down about... Vibrators and toothbrushes being in the same aisle? Is that what I should calm down about too? We should all be okay. Oh, it's just an accident. And if it was an accident, listen, that's got to get through levels of... of supervisors. That's planogram. That's not some manager going, ha ha, ha We're going to get a load of this, Joe. We're going to put the vibrators next to the toothbrush. Like, that's a great. No, this is sent to the store. Usually what happens when you deal with these corporate retail stores, they're sent a program, basically. It's called a planogram that shows you, it maps out where the merchandise goes. The vibrator goes here. The baby shark toothbrush goes here. Nobody, the people who were putting that together were like, is this Are we sure? I mean, I know for a fact, even when I was doing the paint stuff, we would do planograms. And some of the things just didn't make sense. So we would actually ignore the planogram. We would say, look, I'm not putting the, you know, driveway paint next to, you know, painter's tarps. The the two don't go together. Put the tarps with the supplies with the driveway stuff with the concrete sealer. You know, just to make better sense so people didn't get lost in the store but I would always go talk to a manager. Hey, you, you sure we want to do this? Maybe let's we'll do it our own way, and if the corporate tells us to change it, we'll, we'll kind of explain. Sure, let's do that. I could tell you right now that if I was in Walmart, if I was the dude stocking that shelf, putting a vibrator next to a toothbrush, I would have been, okay, hold on a second. Did you, maybe the manager, excuse me, are you aware of this? Aware of what? There's a vibrator and all the sex toys next to toothpaste and toothbrushes and floss and all sorts of... You sure we want to do that? Imagine manager will be like, "Well, uh, if that's what the planogram says, and you do it, be like, yeah, I really don't feel comfortable. To be honest with you. It's all it takes. Nobody thought to raise an eyebrow. It took Marjorie Taylor Greene's constituents sending her pictures of this for something to be made of it. That's really so. Now, of course, Newsweek. As Dan Bongino says, they put out a Republican's pounce because we're, we're horrible, hateful people. And clearly, clearly, because we don't want vibrators and toothpaste and toothbrushes for kids on the same shelf in the same part of the store. Clearly, that means we're anti-LGBTQ. Now, what the hell does one have to do with the other? I don't know. Because it's more than just LGBTQ who use that stuff. A lot of people use it. That's why it's in Walmart. If it was just an LGBTQ item, it would be in the LGBTQ store. But you see, oh, the Newsweek, this liberal reg. It's the conservatives' latest target in their culture crusade. They're grandstanding. Oh, they're grandstanding. Oh, these, these big, you know, holier than thou Republicans. Ooh, scary. They say we're grooming children. Well, you know what? It's probably because you are grooming children. If you weren't grooming kids, you don't do that. So, like, the first time something like this happens, and we're like, that's grooming, and they're like, no, it was an accident. I can see benefit of the doubt. The second time it happens, it's like, hey, we said that's grooming. Oh, we said that's an accident. Okay, all right, you know, but don't let it, do not let it happen. The third time, the fourth's the phrase, fool me once, shame on you. you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? I will be fooled once. Okay. I will not be fooled twice. What is the definition of insanity? Repeating the same behaviors and expecting different results. If we keep repeating the behavior of letting the left scare us into apologies or scare us into silence or scare us into, oh, I'm so sorry that I offended the LGBTQ community. Truly, I am. If we keep repeating those behaviors and we expect, what do we expect them to change? They're not going to change unless we change. And these rules are not going to change unless we change them. This is happening in Georgia. Sex toys and toothbrushes. It's good. It's all good. Nothing to see here. The whole pedophiles and grooming kids, it's all a conspiracy theory. Is it? Because there's a story in Maine that says that a school social worker in one of the public schools in Maine, had secret meetings with a 13-year-old girl, gave her what's called a breast binder, and without consent from the parent, and without informing the mother or the parent, referred to this 13-year-old girl using male pronouns in the school, but kept it all a big secret. So is it a conspiracy theory? that there's not grooming going oh you say that giving gender affirming care is grooming no i call that butchering kids i call that genital mutilation i call exposing children at these very young ages to sexual content sexual products and giving a 13 year old girl in a public school a breast binder So she could feel more like a boy, but telling her to keep it a secret from her parent. No, that's grooming. Worse, in Maine, when this mother came up and ripped the school board to shreds, a fourth grade teacher in that district came up and said, It's not fair that transgender kids don't get to feel safe in school. It's not fair. This student met with a social worker secretly while the parent knew the meetings were going on but didn't know what was going on in the meeting, was secretly given a breast binder, was secretly socially transitioned so that we refer to the girl now as he, him, 13 years old. But it's all a conspiracy theory. It's all nonsense. You're overreacting. You're blowing it out of proportion. It's just as Newsweek calls it, a culture crusade. It's a pedophilia epidemic. That's what it is. Let's start calling it what it is. It is the rise and the rapid spread of pedophilia and sexual grooming of children. That's what it is. If you believe that sex toys wound up next to toothbrushes, happened on accident in Walmart, I got a bridge. As George George Strait says, I got oceanfront property in Arizona that I'd love to sell you. And I'll throw in the Golden Gate Bridge for free. I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. You know that song? From my front porch you can see the sea. I got some ocean. You don't know that song? Oceanfront property in Arizona. And if you buy that, I'll throw the golden gate in free. (laughs) It's great. He's, that song is so funny because it basically is a, it's a giant F you to all the gullible sheep in the, in the world. George Strait, the King king of country. I got oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. If you believe this Walmart stuff is, on accident, if you believe this main thing is a once-off. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. And no, there's going to be people on our side, believe it or not, who, who take Newsweek's stance and go, you know what, you're blowing it out of proportion. It was just a mistake in Walmart. You know what, if it was like beer next to toothbrushes, I'd go, all right, alcohol next to that. All you got to do is, no, honey, that's not soda. It's, it's it's a little different explaining what beer is than explaining what a vibrator is to your child, right? or wrong would you rather have a conversation with your kid go no Billy, that's uh Budweiser you can't drink that that's alcohol. We'll talk about that at a later date instead of, and and you know that drink is for grown-ups only. Oh well, why is that vibrator for grown-ups only mommy who wants to have that conversation? who wants to have that conversation? Why should your children be exposed to that it's it's, it's, it's BS. It's, it's absolute BS. But anyway, you know what's not BS? How good the TacRite Mini Saw is. Yeah, look at that segue. First of all, folks, hit the rumble button if you can, please. Uh, we're going to move on as we continue to move on here. Um, the TacRite Mini Saw, it's a, it's amazing. Hit the rumble button there. Rob MajorityUS.com as well. Check out the shop, promo code CHRISTMAS. But the TacRite Mini Saw, something that I said, you know, we should use for... Uh, Gender, not gender-affirming care, but for uh, chemical castration, we should just... There's our page, by the way. How nice do we look right there? Boom. Let's see. There's your TacRite mini saw, though. The TacRite mini saw sold out for three months, now available again. Check out this product we came across. It's called the mini saw by TacRite. Producer Frankie loves this thing. Last time we saw his, uh, this product to our audience, it sold out in under 24 hours, and it was out for three months. Now it's back in stock. It's ready for holiday shipments. The question is, how does it sell out so quickly? Well, it's through the affordability of this amazing, senior-friendly mini chainsaw, which thousands of Americans are in love with. It could be operated with just one hand. Help trim your trees two times faster with much less effort. The mini-saw is Big Tool Company's worst nightmare. They've been trying to hide the mini-saw from the everyday consumer, and they've even banned it in big-box big, ba- in big box retail shops. Big Tool, folks, is threatened by this device and its potential to cut into profits. The mini-saw is on sale today with 50% off and free shipping. And a promotional discount to new customers. Claim your discount at tackrightlfa.com, T-A-C-R-A-G-H-T-L-F-A, Lima, Foxtrot Alpha, you know it, .com, uh, and claim your discount there. The TacRight Mini Saw is incredible. You can see the reviews. You see William Shakespeare, what he said about this? I mean, I don't know if it's actually him it's William S. Great power and extremely good for cutting small limbs. To cut or not to cut? Absolutely to cut. That is the answer, not the question. Folks, so claim your uh, discount at tackrightlfa.com. Get the mini saw. Things awesome. We do love it. All right, let's move on to. Let's do the New York Times. This is a uh, ridiculous example from the New York Times here now we know the left is actually inherently anti-semitic they love to call us Nazis they had a whole meltdown that's a word they don't like used meltdown over Kanye West which by the way he said some really nasty things and I was really it's kind of on his side for a long time and then he went down the you know the Holocaust didn't happen and Hitler was a good dude no Hitler was not a good dude. We don't need to hear that. Uh, Stop hanging out with idiots like Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos. They're all clowns. They're literally white supremacists. They're using Kanye West and they destroyed him. They destroyed him. Because now he'll never get taken seriously again. So uh, they've had this big meltdown over Kanye West. He puts up that artwork with the swastika in it. Uh, Elon Musk bans him from Twitter because of it, uh, because it's because of the potential incitement to violence and anti-Semitic uh, hate crimes. You can say one way or the other about free speech one way or the other. But check out this crossword puzzle, this design from the New York Times. Now, keep in mind, it was the first night of Hanukkah. What does that look like, folks? Well, it says it in the headline, so I kind of gave it away. It's a little reminiscent of a swastika, isn't it? Really? I mean it's all right there. Boom. It's right here. Donald Trump Jr. joins Outrage if the New York Times publishes crossword resembling swastika. Now you could have created a crossword puzzle with any other design. Remember, Disney could have Disney could have arranged Santa with any other word. They chose Satan. Remember, the New York Times here chose the swastika. Now, it's important to note something about the New York Times. Mark Levin talks about the New York Times all the time. They have always been an anti-Semitic rag. Always. So here's an article, and I did a little digging, from the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences at the George Washington University. The website is called historynewsnetwork.org. The New York Times failed in their reporting of the Holocaust. I don't know if any of you know this. I don't know if you've heard Mark Levin talk about this. But the New York Times failed... When reporting on the Holocaust, what does that mean? Because there were a lot of Americans who didn't know that the Holocaust was going on in World War II. They had no idea. Big, a lot of information you would think everybody knew. It was being reported on, but it wasn't being reported on the way you would think it should be reported on. Throughout World War II, this is from the article, this is from Laurel Leff an associate professor in the School of Journalism at Northeastern University, and the author of Buried by the Times, the Holocaust in America's Most Important Newspaper, published by Cambridge University Press. What did the New York Times report about the Holocaust, and how did its coverage affect America's response to the Nazi genocide? Throughout World War II, the American media published and broadcast timely, detailed and accurate accounts of what was happening to the Jews in Europe. The New York Times alone printed nearly 1,200 articles about what we have now come to call the Holocaust, about one every other day. You would say, wow, that's a lot of reporting. That's very good. Remember, the article, the book that this person also wrote was called Buried by the New York Times. So they reported on it. But did they give it the attention it deserved? Throughout World War II, the American media published, we said that, the articles in the Times and elsewhere described the propagation of anti-Semitic laws in German allied countries, death from disease and starvation of hundreds of thousands in ghettos and labor camps, mass executions in Nazi-occupied Russia, and mass gassings in Auschwitz, Treblinka, and Majdanek. The articles also indicated that these were not isolated incidents, but part of a systemic campaign to kill all of the Jews in Europe. And yet at the end of the war and for decades afterward, Americans claimed they did not know about the Holocaust as it was happening. How is it possible for that to be? You may be asking, how is it possible for so much information to be available in the mass media and yet simultaneously for the public to be ignorant? Well, we've seen it now. We know that COVID came from a lab. We know that masks don't work. How is it possible that so many people don't know? Because it's being buried. The reason is that the American media in general and the New York Times in particular never treated the Holocaust as an important news story. From the start of the war in Europe to its end nearly six years later, the story of the Holocaust made the Times front page only 26 times. Out of 24,000 front page stories, the Holocaust was granted 26 of them. So it is no surprise that a newspaper that really essentially refused to give something as important as the Holocaust the attention it deserved printed a crossword puzzle on the first night of Hanukkah with the swastika. No surprise. But... The left, the New York Times, MSNBC, they will all scream at us. They will call Trump supporters Nazis, Republicans Nazis, fascists, anti-Semites, when they will not condemn the New York Times. They will not condemn Louis Farrakhan. You know, Louis Farrakhan, the guy who says, I'm not an anti-Semite, I'm an anti-termite. Look, I don't, like the whole hate speech and 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 uh, identity politics and this person is persecuted and that the Jews have had a pretty rough run say what you want about I mean look the heads of big Pharma and some of the banks those are Jewish people but the Jews in general have had a tough go they've had a tough go and now you see this 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 it's the New York Times they come out they put this Crossword puzzle? They could have chose any other. We've never seen a swastika on a crossword puzzle before. So now we see one on the first night of Hanukkah? This coming from the same newspaper that out of 24,000 front page stories gave 26 of them to the Holocaust. That's it. That's insane. And get this. Most of the stories about the Holocaust referred to the victims as refugees or persecuted minorities. They were being exterminated. In only six of those stories were Jews identified on page one as the primary victim. They wouldn't even say it was the Jews. Obviously, there were more than just Jews being killed in the Holocaust. We get that. But the primary group of people that that was designed to exterminate were the Jews. Nor did the story of the paper appearing in right-hand column reserved... For the day's most important news, not even when the concentration camps were liberated at the end of the war. In addition, the New York Times intermittently and timidly editorialized about the extermination of the Jews. And the paper rarely highlighted it in either the weekend Review or the magazine section. So it is no surprise to see a disgusting newspaper like the New York Times do this on the first night of Hanukkah. Again. Oh, it's not being done intentionally. You're blowing it out of proportion, Really? Really? So we don't. We never see this on a crossword puzzle, but on the first night of Hanukkah, from a newspaper that basically ignored the Holocaust, that's when we see it for the first time ever. But it's a coincidence, okay? How many coincidences, you moron? How many coincidences is it is it going to take for you to realize that this whole thing is not a coincidence and that the left is essentially a neo-Nazi party, a neo-fascist party, a neo-communist party? How many times? What 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 is it going to take? We need gulags. The DC jail ain't bad enough. The FBI basically telling Twitter to make things up so they can continue to meddle in our elections. That's not enough either. Sex toys in Walmart. That's not showing you that the left wants to basically take your kids away and claim them as children of the state. Wasn't there a program in Germany that did that? Oh yeah, the Hitler Youth. Uh, wasn't there, right? Folks, it's right in front of you. It is right in fr- I need you to take this show today. You got to do me a favor. I always ask you to share it, right? We always ask you to share it, hit the rumble button. When we want you to do that. Please share, hit the rumble button. But I need you to, if you're in any, any, any liberal Facebook groups, Twitter groups, anywhere, you got to take this, this video here because they're caught. They can't, they can't wriggle out of this. They're caught. And I want you to post this in those groups. And I want you to tell them in those groups that this show on LFA TV does take live calls. We're not going to take any today because we're not going to have enough time. But we do take live calls, and I want those liberals to call this show, and I want them to tell me how I'm a Nazi and how this is okay. And I want all of you to watch it. You have to share this one with all your liberal friends and invite them. And on the day that we say we're taking calls from liberals only, no, nobody in the chat calls. Let them call so, I can get, so they can get through. So we can embarrass them and call them out live on LFA TV. That's what I want. So if you can make that happen, we really appreciate it. Share this show everywhere. But please, if you're watching and you're enjoying this, uh, hit the Rumble button. I showed my dad Sean's Christmas Carol videos and he belly laughed. My dad is a hard one to get to laugh, so that was huge. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Chrissy Joe 88 for the Rumble rant and thank you for that uh, feedback. I'm very happy to hear that your father uh, enjoyed the content. Thank you so much. I love hearing stories like that. All right, we are at 367 rumbles. Can we get to 400 in 10 minutes? I believe we can. Let's push for five. Let's push for 500. And I would love to get those liberals, those left-wingers, to call into this show at some point in time so we can actually expose them for who they are. Mark Levin style. Get off my phone, you idiot! I'm trying to educate you! (laughs) Okay. Okay, Paul Pelosi, let's go to Paul Pelosi. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to know Paul Pelosi might be gay. Paul Pelosi's son, attacker's son, sorry. Paul Pelosi's attacker's son says the suspect, David DePap, was hardly a right-wing conservative. I think I accidentally wrote something wrong in this description here. Yeah, I wrote Paul's son. It's not Paul's son, it's David DePap's son, the attacker's son. So I, uh, I apologize if it's reading incorrectly in the description. That is my bad. And uh, hopefully it's not like that in the ticker. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, so it is David DePap's son, not Paul's son. No, Maybe we'll make that change later, but I apologize for that incorrect show description as of right now. Paul Pelosi, we we edit our own fake news. Right? That's fake news. Oops, I messed up. The son of David DePap, the man alleged to have attacked Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Crazy Nancy I call her, in their home, said that he has more questions than answers about the incident nearly two months after it happened. Said, I'm surprised about the whole thing. There's still a lot of information that hasn't been given to the public. I have no clue what happened or how it happened. There are more questions than answers right now. Do we even know what really happened? Sky Gonzalez, who lives with his family in Berkeley, California, told the Daily Mail last week. He, quote, this is a, he's quoting, he's quoting him saying, he, David DePap, isn't a danger to society. I don't even know if he even attacked Mr. Pelosi. He said, countering claims made by federal officials in the San Francisco district attorney's office. Gonzalez also claimed that the attack was not politically motivated, although San Francisco district attorney Brooke Jenkins that indicated that it was and that DePap had a list of targets he wanted to attack. Quote, my father had a lot of political views and told me about a lot of different things, but he didn't subscribe to either political party, Democrat or Republican, he said, adding that he believed his father was a member of the Green Party. <laughs> OK, OK. He's a little strange. That's fine. Gonzalez disputed allegations that DePap was motivated by right-wing political views. DePap's former partner, nudist activist Oxane Gypsy Taub. This guy's weird. Previously told media outlets that DePap had progressive views on a number of issues but was mentally ill. Quote, my father had progressive views. He believed in human rights, equality, and justice. He was against the war. He was a peace activist. Hardly a right-wing conservative as he has been branded, he told the tabloid. However, Gonzalez conceded that it had been several years since he had seen DePap. One day my father got into a fight with my mother, she kicked him out, and then we lost contact with him. So it's weird, because you're hearing from the person's son that his father is very progressive, but you're hearing from the federal authorities and the people who won't be transparent with us that he's a conservative, almost like they're trying to Find more evidence that right-wing people are dangerous, right? Almost like the dossier. Almost like the stuff on Twitter. Isn't it funny how it keeps rearing its ugly head every single time? Isn't it funny? Well, it's not funny. I don't think it's funny. But that this is what they do. This is what they do. So David Pap attacks Paul Pelosi allegedly although you know how the rhyme goes the official story by the way is dashing through the house one night at 3am crazy Nancy wasn't home so he started up again uh, time to have some fun he opened up the door they found them holding hammers and their clothes were on the floor jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way oh what fun it must it is to know that Paul Pelosi might be gay why are you gay you are gay all right, listen, whatever. Again, man, having these conversations, they tell you you're an anti-LGBTQ, just like Newsweek here uh, said about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, well, you know, you're targeting LGBTQ by saying that vibrators shouldn't be sold next to toothbrushes. Well, are you telling me that LGBTQ by vibrators, only if they're sold next to toothbrushes, they can't find them anywhere else? They've got to be next to toothbrushes? Well, how does that target LGBTQ? I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, chat. Let's see. We're doing very well here. Let's see where we at. We're at 1,000 people watching. We are just about to hit 400. Five minutes left to go. Let's get as many rumbles as we can before we sign off for the day. Five minutes left to go. I could have taken calls, but I don't have it set up right now, so we're not going to be able to do it. Five minutes left to go. 1,000 people watching. Hey, let's go to loudmajorityus.com. Take a look at that website. Sign up for our newsletter. Check out our shop. Promo code in the shop. 20% off. Christmas is the promo code. Uh, we've got Christmas coming in six days. We appreciate everybody's love and support so far the channel. Please make sure that you are subscribed to this channel. You're also subscribed to rumble.com slash loudmajorityUS. Remember, just to recap this entire show, everything that the left is showing you, they are doing on purpose in front of you. I think for karmic retribution, which we've spoken about before, saying, oh, well, we told you we were doing this, you can't get upset with us. Or for the fact that after a certain amount of time, What doesn't transmit light creates its own darkness, right? That's a Marcus Aurelius quote. But once we shine the light on this, you'll see how ugly everything is. And it's ugly, folks. It's really ugly. 13-year-olds having secret meetings, getting secret devices in, in, in secret without the consent of the parent. No, it's not grooming. It's just a conspiracy theory. The New York Times, on the first night of Hanukkah, Printing this. No, it's just a coincidence. Disney, in a children's show, could have chose to misspell Santa in several other ways. Instead, they chose Satan. They chose Satan. The New York Times chose the swastika. Walmart chose to put those toys, those sex toys, next to the toothbrushes and the toothpaste. The school social worker in Maine chose to do all of these things without the consent and the awareness of the parent of a 13-year-old student. The FBI chose to tell Twitter to find information to justify their allegations or corroborate their allegations of foreign influence and meddling in our elections. They chose to try and pay Christopher Steele a million dollars to corroborate a a dossier that could never be corroborated or confirmed or verified. They chose to cite public reports that were citing themselves because there was nothing else to cite, because there was no evidence of any of the nonsense. They chose all of this. They chose tyranny. They chose to stomp you out, They chose all of these things. These were conscious decisions. I just go down, I went down a list there of all of the things that the left chose to do that are inherently anti-American, inherently anti-freedom, inherently anti-liberty. They chose these things, ladies and gentlemen. They chose to do it. It's not a coincidence. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not a once-off. It's not something that just, oh, well, you know, Loudoun County. It was just one rape in one bathroom. It was actually two rapes in two bathrooms, and it was probably more because they let it happen. And that's the thing. We, now, as a society, have to stop letting this happen. We have to stop letting Walmart do this. Thank goodness they told Marjorie Taylor Greene, so she brought awareness to it. But nobody hears about it. If a sex toy shop in, like, New York, let's say, is not allowed to be 500 feet of a school, why... Can sex toys in Walmart be next to children's goods? Why can they be in Walmart at all? Aren't you supposed to be of legal age to be even in a store with those things in it? I guess not. Walmart, Target, Walgreens, CVS, they're all doing it. They don't care about child, childhood anymore. They don't care about childhood innocence. They don't care about what's great and pure and joyful and good about being a kid. They don't care about that. They don't care about that. They'd rather look at a 13-year-old girl in a school, use their degree, and say, you know, that 13-year-old girl who's playing football with the boys in recess, that's actually a boy. Let's get her. That's what's going on. And it should anger every single one of you in the chat. It should anger every single one of you. If you do get this shared with you, liberals, should anger you, too. Those are your kids, too. Those are your kids, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We have 1,100 people watching this show right now. So please, on the way out, hit the Rumble button as we are closing in on 450 Rumbles right now live in real time. That's up from Friday, which was one of our highest rumbled shows in a while. So uh, we thank you for all of the support. Thank you so much. Uh, for everything, for the love, for the support, for the shares uh, of the content, as well as for, in the future, sharing this video with all of your liberal friends, because I would love to see them join our show. We'll take their calls, and we'll make them tell us why what the New York Times did was okay, and then call us a Nazi in the same breath. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Jeremy Harrell coming up at 11 a.m., Right here, rumble.com slash LFA TV. Share that with everybody, too. Rumble.com slash LFA TV. Make sure you subscribe to that channel. If you want more from the Loud Majority, our local show, Loud Majority U.S., that is uh, rumble.com slash Loud Majority U.S. You can see us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on our show. We will not comply. LoudMajorityUS.com. Check out our shop, 20% off. Promo code CHRISTMAS. And we will be back tomorrow. Kevin should be back in studio tomorrow, barring any airline delays. Uh, So uh, we thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow, same time, same place, 450 rumbles. Thank you so much for that as well. And we will be back tomorrow. Until then, we say to stop complying with any unlawful mandates and madness. If you still live in a state where those things exist, there's a lot of madness out there. And as always, loud crowd, LFA family, and red-blooded patriots of the world, stay loud.